Because here's the deal. The metabolism is a huge subject, like a universe. What you really need to learn is the responses of the metabolism. The way your metabolism speaks to you will guide you. And then you'll get results. Welcome to Rev Your Metabolism with Alicia Murphy. I'm Alicia, your host, creator of Stress Monkey Fitness, the Rev Method, and your go-to health coach for being super fit and unstoppable after 40. With 15 years of rocking the fitness and nutrition industry, plus overseeing the wellness program for a major shoe company, I'm here to share my knowledge with you. Are you ready to join me on an exciting journey to restore your metabolism, boost your health, and turn back the aging clock? On this podcast, we'll unlock the secrets to boundless energy, burning more fat naturally, and feeling confident in your own skin. Get ready to soak up simple yet powerful strategies that will transform your health and fitness game. These tips will be a game changer, so hang on to your hats and glasses. And do not forget to hit that follow button so you won't miss any of our amazing tips and tricks. All right, let's rev it up. Hello there, my beautiful rever. Here I am, your buddy Alicia. I'm happy that you're here spending some time with me. Do you have your shoesies on? Because we're going to go walk and talk, right? This is the perfect time for us to talk about stuff and we're out walking. All right. I have a question for you. Are you tired of feeling frustrated by the whole eat less, exercise more mantra? It's time to dig deeper and discover the true key to achieving your weight loss and health goals. In this episode of the Rev Your Metabolism podcast, we uncover the flaws of the calories in versus calories out only approach. We're going to dive into the five metabolic laws that will transform the understanding of your body. Are you ready? We're going to unlock the power of your metabolism today, my little sugar bear. All right, before we get started, I want to remind you that I have a 21-day Total Body Reset program coming up at the beginning of January. Um, It's going to include what to eat, workouts, mindset. It's a fantastic program. People get really great results on it. It's meant to be a reset that you can do, you know, after vacation, after holidays, perfect time to do it in January. So if you want to get on the wait list for that, which you do, so you're the first in line to know when it's coming out and you'll get a discount if you're on my wait list, you're going to want to go to stressmonkey.com slash TBR21. So that's Stress Monkey. And remember, we spell it E-E instead of E-Y and slash TBR21. I'm going to link it in the show notes too if you want to just go there and clickety-click the link. So much easier. All right, so let's get into this. Let's talk about the power of the metabolism. So here's what we're going to talk about on today's episode. We're talking about the five laws of metabolism. We're going to talk about 
what is metabolism, which we've talked in previous episodes, but I want to make sure we're all on the same page today. We're going to understand the complexity of the metabolism, and I'm going to teach you how your metabolism speaks to you. It's like everything. Once you understand that, you will be the master of your body. (laughs) I was going to say the master of the universe, but not sure how that would work out. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to start. What is the metabolism? And guess what we're going to get started with right off the bat? A fact or fiction, baby. All right, fact or fiction. The metabolism's only job is burning calories. Fact or fiction? Metabolism. All it does is burn calories. Yeah, that's fiction. Especially if you've been listening to this podcast by now, you should know that. Metabolism is the total sum of biochemical reactions going on in your body. I know that sounds very, very sciencey, but check it out. Releasing hormones, your metabolism's job. Breaking down food, your metabolism's job. Moving muscle, your metabolism's job. Metabolism, this is a this is a way to think about it. Is simply the way that your body adapts and reacts to the outside world. I'm letting that sink in here for a second. So your metabolism is an adaptive and reactive system. So again, the metabolism is simply the way that your body is going to adapt and react to the outside world. Burning calories, that's just a small piece of the puzzle, okay? And I want to I want to give credit where credit is due. Dr. Jade Tita, he's an integrative physician. He's been a personal trainer for over 25 years, and he specializes in metabolic functions. And I have learned a lot from Dr. Tita. So this whole idea of the five metabolic laws is something that I have learned from him. And it's really mind-opening. So I'm very excited to teach you this today. But I gotta start by saying this. If you're just focusing on calories in versus calories out your whole life, it's gonna be pretty hard for you to get consistent results, okay? It's like trying to do calculus when all you know how to do is add and subtract. In other words, it's kind of putting the cart before the horse, okay? Because here's the deal. The metabolism is a huge subject. It's a universe. And there's a lot more we don't know about the metabolism versus what we actually do know. So this is where you need to start. And this is what you should learn. The responses of the metabolism. The way your metabolism speaks to you will guide you with what you should be doing. Because here's the deal. If your metabolism isn't functioning properly... You can count all the calories you want, but it's likely not going to work, okay? Especially if your goal, I want to make this very, very clear, okay? Because your goal should not be weight loss. Your goal should be fat loss. So if you're somebody who's like, listen, I want to lose weight. Well, let's be specific. You don't want to lose muscle for sure. You want to lose fat. And fat loss is very different than saying weight loss, Because 
you don't want to just focus on weight loss because that could actually mean you're gaining fat and losing muscle, which is not a good thing. All right. So what I'm going to teach you today, we're specifically talking about, yes, boosting your health, but also we're talking about fat loss. So if you ever feel hungry, have cravings, low libido, low energy levels, mood swings, trouble sleeping, slow exercise recovery, like it takes you three or four days to recover from a workout, honeydew, that is your metabolism speaking to you. It's like, hey, listen to me. Okay, it's called biofeedback. And this biofeedback is clues for you. So now you can make very good predictions as to what you need to do in response. So how do you start? All right, well, by understanding your metabolism on three different levels, okay? So number one, you need to understand your unique metabolic expression, meaning the way that your metabolism works. So how does your metabolism respond to certain foods? Energy, cravings, right? When you eat this, you notice your energy and your cravings. Energy goes down, cravings go up, right? So understanding that, that's number one. Number two, your unique psychology, really what it boils down to is how you specifically react to stress, okay? Because this is a big, big subject. So if you are somebody who's going through a very stressful time in your life, or maybe you're somebody who just stresses out pretty easily, like me, the stress monkey, then this is going to impact your metabolism. And then number three, you want to understand your personal preferences regarding food. So for example, if you love pizza and I tell you, uh, you can't ever have pizza again, you're most likely going to fail, right? So we need to understand our, meta our own metabolism because you are as unique on the inside as you are on the out. You need to understand the way your metabolism speaks to you. You need to understand your psychology, right? The way you're responding to stress. And you also need to understand what are your personal preferences. And then you want to make some changes based on where you are, right? So once you understand those three things, then you're going to be like, okay, what is one or two things that I can do? And I'm going to tell you right now, this is typically a good place to start with when it comes to fitness, right? So if you're like, I just want to start from step one, Alicia, what do I do? When it comes to your fitness, a good place to start is going to be walking on most days and then two times a week of strength training exercise. And today I'm going to tell you specifically a type of exercise that's very helpful when it comes to your metabolism and it's known as metabolic conditioning. I will get to that in just a moment. So here's a new concept. Eat as many of the foods you love as possible while still getting results. How rad does that sound? No deprivation, not feeling guilty when we eat the foods we love. This is what we're going to do over the next few weeks, okay? This is going to be a multiple part series here talking about the metabolism. But what I would love for you to be able to do is learn how your metabolism speaks to you. And then you're going to be eating as many of the foods you love as possible while you're still getting results. Sound good? Also, we need to avoid these extreme nutrition camps. Okay, don't put yourself in a category like I'm paleo, so I don't eat XYZ. You need to find what 
what jam works for you, right? Like, like what's your deal? Make your own category. Um, and then also we, you know, like I just said, find your own category. You need to individualize your approach, right? We're all different. And also, please keep your mind open because the fitness and nutrition industry is a really young industry. There's a lot we don't know. And so there's constantly new research coming out, new findings coming out. And listen, things I was telling my clients to do 10 years ago, now I'm like looking back, some, well, not everything, but some of the things I'm just like, holy guacamole. I can't believe I thought that. But you know what? We do the best with the information that we have, right? So all I'm saying is keep your mind open because the more we learn, the better we get at this stuff, right? Here we go. Let's get into this. So law number one is called metabolic compensation. You're going to think of the metabolism as a computer software program designed to keep you alive. Let me put it a different way. Your metabolism's job is survival. Okay? That's what your metabolism's, wait, your metabolism every day is like, how do I keep you alive? That's all it cares about. So if you start working out a ton, right? It's January, I don't know, let's say January 3rd. It's January 3rd. You start working out a whole bunch. You're eating a lot less. You're on a diet, right? Your metabolism is going to react. It's going to push back and resist, okay? Because think about it. Your metabolism, with all this new activity, physical activity, it thinks maybe you're running from a hungry animal or you're being chased by neighboring tribes. Because remember, our body has not caught up with the world we live in. Our body is still living like it's, you know, a thousand years ago. So if you start working out a lot more, you're stressing your body out on that side because it thinks that you're in physical danger. And then if you start to dramatically cut your calories, your metabolism is also going to freak out because it thinks like, holy shit, can we not get food? Okay, so start to think about that. All right, moving on. So how does your metabolism resist when you do this? How does it push back? Okay, let me tell you, increased hunger right? And increased cravings because your metabolism is like, oh, you, I, need to, I need to make you eat more because we don't have enough food and I'm worried about keeping you alive. So it's going to try to get you to eat more. Unstable energy levels, right? It's, 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 your metabolism is going to lower your energy because it doesn't want you moving so much. Change in mood, right? You're going to feel kind of shitty. Lower your metabolic rate. Because it's going to adapt. When you start burning more calories and eating less calories, your metabolism will adapt to that because it's really rad and smart. It wants to protect its precious fat stores. Okay, so that's why it's lowering your metabolic rate. The metabolism doesn't know there's a Starbucks or a grocery store on every, every flipping corner. It thinks a time of famine could come at any moment. All right? So the metabolic law of compensation, here we go. The metabolism will do what it can to protect its energy sources. So you can't do the same thing over and over again because your metabolism is infinitely adaptable. When you go on 
this crazy diet and, you know, you're like getting results. It's week one. You're like, woohoo, I lost five pounds. Week two, you're like, woohoo, I lost another four pounds. And then all of a sudden it stops and you're like, what is going on? Well, guess what? Your metabolism is laughing at you. Your metabolism is like, homie, I figured out what you were doing five days ago. Okay. So it's crucial to honor the law of metabolic compensation. You can start with eat less, exercise more, but this is going to stop working eventually. Like I said, you want to keep that short term. Then you could go, and this might, this might sound a little confusing, but I'm going to do a whole episode on the four metabolic states. So just chill with me, listen into this. So again, you could start with eat less, exercise more, but that will stop working eventually. So then you could go to eat more exercise more, right? That's like what an athlete does. Or you could go to eat less, exercise less. Think of Europeans, right? Or you could do for a short time, eat more, exercise less. We could call this the couch potato diet. But that will actually, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that in a second why that could work, but that's got to be literally like a day or two. Listen, quote unquote, good metabolism people just intuitively move between these states I just mentioned. And again, I'm going to do a whole episode on this. What we really want to tune in is to what our metabolism is telling us, okay? So the way you can tell if the metabolism is adjusting and when it's adjusting. All right, so here's some signs of metabolic compensation. If hunger goes up, right? You're like, I should not be hungry, I just ate, all right? If you, your hunger goes up, if energy becomes unpredictable, like you need that three o'clock coffee or sugar, if cravings go up, if your mood gets wacky, if sleep gets weird, if weight loss stalls, then you're likely in metabolic compensation and it's time to switch things up, okay? So Dr. Jade Tita says, my clinical experience is that most people will start to compensate, especially with an eat less, exercise more approach within about four to 10 days, 14 days at the most, all right? So just keep that in mind. And then one strategy is called refeeds. So remember I mentioned the eat more, exercise less, and you're like, whoa, what are you talking about? This is basically just a strategy to soothe your metabolism, but you don't want to do this for more than a day or two. So, you know, for 25, 24 hours, let's say, you can go high calorie or high carbs, and it can reverse a little bit of that metabolic decline, but we can get even more savvy than that. So in other words, if you're doing an eat less, exercise more approach, you know, maybe after a week, you want to have a refeed day or after 10 days, you want to have a refeed day. All right. But like I said, we could get even more savvy than this. So here's the thing, metabolism and thermogenesis, right? Thermogenesis just means basically um, calorie burning. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to make it very simple. If you diet down in weight, remember what I said, okay? We're talking weight loss now versus fat loss. So if you diet down in weight, like that's all you're focusing on, your metabolism can become less efficient. 
Not to mention, there can be hormonal disruption. And this is why 90% of people regain the weight and 65% gain back even more. So there are some things to do. Hold on to as much muscle mass as possible. So when you are losing weight, right, we want to hold on to as much muscle mass as possible. This is why I'm saying I want you to shift the way you're thinking about this. I want you to be more specific and more strategic. I want to lose fat, right? Because that's what you want. So how can you do this? How can you hold on to as much muscle mass as possible? When you are, you know, I hate to use the word diet, but let's just say that. If you're dieting, then you want to make sure you're having a higher protein diet and your weight training because you got to keep as much muscle mass as possible so you don't have that metabolic compensation. Okay, let's move into law number two. And I spent a lot of time on law number one because that's, that's a biggie. Law number two is metabolic multitasking. All right. For many people, the body's not good at multitasking. It either wants to be burning or building, right? So this is going to be a good factor fiction, I think. Yeah. All right. Here we go with a fact or fiction. Anabolic means building up. And catabolic means breaking down. Is that fact or fiction? Yeah, that's fact. So when you hear the word anabolic, it means building up. And when you hear the word catabolic, so if it's a catabolic hormone, it means breaking down. Okay, so for example, insulin is an anabolic hormone. So it likes to build, right? That means either fat or muscle. Okay. So moving on, the metabolism for many people, it's not great at doing both of those things at one time, except for beginners. When you just are starting out in a program, beginners can multitask really well. They can burn fat and build muscle, but that will eventually probably stop working, okay? So this is where you're really going to want to tune in for the episode where I talk about the four metabolic states, because I'm going to teach you how to move between these metabolic states so that you keep getting results. So if you've been training for a while, it's time to get savvy. You want to combine an exercise regimen that is weight-based and incorporate some fat burning as well because we don't have a lot of time to be doing all these crazy workouts, right? Two days a week, man. So metabolic conditioning is a perfect workout when this is your, your goal. This means you're getting weights and a cardiovascular stimulus at the same time. Metabolic conditioning is simply an elevated cardiovascular stress plus moderate to heavy strength efforts, right? So we're, we're lifting moderate, well, I don't want to say moderate to heavy weights because there's other ways that you can, you can make that happen. You could do high reps, but the point is that you're getting a moderate to heavy stimulus for your muscles while at the same time you're getting cardio. That's metabolic conditioning. Okay, and then let's talk about skinny fat and muscle fat. If this is happening, you need to adjust the exercise and the diet. So if you're somebody who's like, I'm skinny fat, or if you're somebody who's like, I have muscle, but it's like I have a layer of fat over it, then you need to adjust the exercise and the diet. So the exercise piece, weight training and cardio, 
And again, metabolic conditioning. And then for the nutrition piece, you want to play with the carbs a bit. And we'll talk about that in another episode. But the carbs is it was what can help you multitask. And this is going to be helpful in regards to that. Um, really quick touching base on insulin and cortisol. Remember, insulin is a fat storage hormone, right? And remember, when we have high cortisol, we have high blood sugar, right? Um, and, I do, and I've done these, I, I wish I would have, I'll put in the notes a link to the episode where I talked about these because I'm like, you know, this is only episode 13 and I already can't remember which flipping episode I talked about. <laughs> Insulin and cortisol. Anyways, I'll link to it down in the show notes if, if you want to go back and check that out because I really delve deep into those things. But the thing that we want to talk about here is basically remember when your cortisol goes high because you're stressed out, right? It's going to make high blood sugar. And then insulin has to be released because of the high blood sugar. And insulin, if there's too much present, eventually it can lead to fat storage. Okay, there you go. That was, that was the, the, quick, the quick note version. So let's talk about the positive side, though, of insulin and cortisol, okay? And this is where I mentioned if, if, you, want, if you need to tweak your carbs, here's what you could do. Post-workout, or after calorie deprivation for several hours, you're, you're very insulin sensitive. So meaning right after you work out or if you haven't eaten for several hours, right? Like maybe you had dinner at six and it's now nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay, you're gonna be insulin sensitive. These are times when your body, if you eat carbs, your body will multitask, all right? So if you need to tweak, like if you feel like you're skinny fat or muscle fat, I would suggest eating carbs after a workout rather than before, if that's what you're doing. Um, so insulin, like I said, can be an anabolic hormone, and this is where this comes in as well. Insulin is a muscle-building hormone when it comes after a workout. And it can also suppress cortisol. So, you know, cortisol is a fat burner, when it's combined with testosterone and human growth hormone during a workout, right? And then after the workout, you eat those carbs. So insulin is released, which at that point will help build muscle and it will help lower that cortisol from your workout. Does that make sense? I don't know. I wish I, wish I could, you could tell me yes or no, but I guess I'll find out later. Cortisol and insulin can be really good things if they're present at the right time. And this is what drives me nuts. When I see, you know, these things, these articles, these posts on social media that, that make cortisol and insulin into villains, they are not villains. It's just, unfortunately, the way our society is setting set up, we get too much insulin and we get too much cortisol, too much of a good thing. But let's not talk trash about them. Because if they're present at the right times, they're actually a really good thing. All right, law number three is called metabolic efficiency. If we look at the typical American diet, calories are used very efficiently. This is not a good thing, okay? The less efficient the calories are, the higher the metabolism. Because it's more work for your metabolism to process, right? Guess what is more work for your metabolism to process? Let me tell you, 
fiber, and protein. And unfortunately, <laughs> the standard American diet, which SAD is the acronym, is not high in protein and fiber. So if we add more foods that are fiber-based and more protein, the metabolism will have to work harder, which translates into a more efficient metabolism, right? Because fiber and protein, like I just said, are less efficiently used. So, so what should your plate look like? Well, in the last episode, episode 12, I talked about a really realistic tip to help you get results that you can do all the time. I call it the magic plate. So here we go. Here's what your plate can look like. This is where we're going to start, okay? Half of the plate is fibrous-based veggies, right? So we're not talking starchy veggies like sweet potatoes and, tato- and potatoes. So, you know, broccoli, asparagus, salad, okay? So half your plate is veggies, a quarter of your plate's protein, and a quarter of your plate is starch. That is where you can start. Now, for me, what I teach people in the REV method, we start with what we call FPF meals, okay? That stands for fiber, protein, and fat. And then we play with the carbs, okay? So starting whichever one makes more sense to you, either you're doing half your plate veggies, a quarter protein, a quarter starch, or, you know, and we'll have to dig more into the Rev method at a later date. But like I said, what I teach people is make sure each meal, the base of each meal is fiber-based, protein, and a little bit of some healthy fat. Okay. Law number four is called metabolic individuality. And I'm going to leave you today with exactly what to do to get started to incorporate these metabolic laws. And we're going to start with law one and four. And I'm going to give you very specific advice on on what to do. So law number four is metabolic individuality. You must find your individuality, okay? You got to become a detective. So my advice is start with the FPF meals, like I just said, and then add in starch at various times and see what your metabolism tells you, right? So you're going to have some meals that are only fiber, protein, and fat. Okay, so that would be like a salad with protein and salad dressing. And then sometimes you're going to add in a little starch. And then an hour or two later, you're going to see what is your metabolism telling you? How do you feel? Because it will talk to you. And you kind of play with that, right? Because if you're somebody that struggles with insulin resistance, I'll tell you right now, you're going to want to go low carb for a while until you can allow your body a break from all the insulin. So we'll talk more about that. And I'm doing, I'll tell you right now, sneak peek of what's coming up. I'm going to have an episode coming up where I'm going to explain the four metabolic states. And I'm going to have an episode coming up where I teach you how to find your own carb tolerance. Okay. All right. So the secret to successful results is following a program that you'll do and stick to. That is it. Like if you're doing some incredible, insanely bonkers diet right now. And you're like, this is pure hell, but I'm going to white knuckle my way through it because I'm seeing results. Listen, if you're not going to live that way for the rest of your life, it's not going to work, Bubba. It's not going to work. All right. We need to make a lifestyle. I'm just, I'm getting all fired up right now, huh? Woo. Okay. Let me simmer it down. Cause you're probably out walking right now. Like, okay, Alicia, the people walking by me can hear you. 
Um, so we want to follow a program that we can actually stick to. So for example, you know, sometimes people who have a little bit of starch with dinner, they're like, okay, now I'm not going to crave the dessert because I was able to have that starch, right? Okay, let's move on to law number five. I'm about to, I'm about to wrap it up. Um, yeah, okay. We're, we need to get going here, Alicia. I love talking to you. It's so fun. So sorry. Sometimes I, ha I just have a lot to share with you. Okay, so law number five is your personal psychology. Because your personal psychology plays a role in your metabolism. I already touched on this, right? Let's just think about two things, willpower and your stress response. Because your stress response is going to take a play. It's going to impact your willpower. So Dr. Tita talks about research that shows willpower is a limited resource and can be drained. And I think a lot of us have heard this before. So any decision you make is going to lower your willpower. So when you're stressed out, and you're making these decisions, it's going to lower your willpower and you're going to default to old habits. It's just how it's going to go. So you need to consider the stress response, okay? So in other words, as you're, as you're making changes, as you're, you know, you're, let's say your goal is fat loss or even your goal is like, listen, I really need to dramatically boost my health. Don't go from way over here on the left side to way over here on the right side. Don't go from the red zone to the green zone. You want to operate in the yellow zone, right? We want to make changes only one at a time because you've got to consider the stress, the impact of stress on your metabolism. And remember that high cortisol hijacks the brain and causes cravings. So we got to consider that. You want to allow a rest, relax, recharge to recover that psychology, that energy, you, you know, uh, again, avoiding chronic high cortisol. Remember, moderate to slow walking lowers cortisol. It regulates your blood sugar. It regulates your insulin. So that's why I have you out walking and talking with me. And a great way to combat stress is just slow, relaxing movement. I really, really want you to have this be a tool in your toolkit when your goal is to get in better shape. We always think of food and exercise. I want you to really seriously consider a third option, and that is what I call Zen Monkey. And it's all about giving your Zen Monkey some love, which is this same idea of, you know, rest-based living. Has to be there. Because if you're overly stressed out, I'm telling you right now, you could be eating right and exercising right, but if you're overly stressed, you are just completely derailing yourself. You're sabotaging your results. So making time for rest, relax, and recovery. So, you know, taking a bubble bath or getting a massage, walking, yoga. And I'm not talking about hot, sweaty, fat-burning yoga. I'm talking about chill yoga, reading, music, breathing exercises, connecting with others. Yeah? All right, so here we go. Really quickly, let's, let's go back over the five laws of metabolic compensation. And like I said, before I leave you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you where I think that you should start with all of this. So we've got law number one is metabolic compensation. Number two is metabolic multitasking. 
Number three is metabolic efficiency. Number four is metabolic individuality. And number five is your stress response. So we're going to start with laws number one and number four in the, in the advice I'm going to give you here. So law number one is metabolic compensation. And law number four is metabolic individuality. And here's what you're going to do. You're going to walk on every or most days. I don't care how long it is. Please don't tell me you don't have time. Stay off Instagram for 10 minutes and go for a walk. Or hey, walk and look at Instagram if you're somewhere safe, okay? Don't cross the street while you're looking at your phone, though. That's the mom in me telling you. Mama Alicia is telling you. All right, so we're going to walk on every or most days. You're going to do two to three days of metabolic conditioning just for like 20 minutes, maybe 30 at the most, depending on how much you're working out now. So two to three days, metabolic conditioning. Go to Stress Monkey TV on YouTube. There's workouts there, man. And then we're going to only focus on one nutritional habit at a time because we're considering the stress response. So here's another little acronym for you. Is your CHEM a gem? So we want to make sure our CHEM, C-H-E-M, is a gem first. So here, here's what I mean by this. C-H-E-M. C is cravings. H is hunger. E is energy. M is mood. You want to balance your metabolism first. It'll make it so much easier for you to then burn fat. So your first goal is make your chem a gem. So like I said, ask yourself, how are my cravings? How's my hunger? How's my energy? How's my mood? And you can even throw in sleep. How have I been sleeping? All right. And then you can play with your carb intake. You can ramp up your metabolic workouts. You can decrease some calories because once your metabolism is balanced, then then you can subject it to some stress. All right, a little sneak peek of upcoming episodes. We're going to do the four metabolic states. You're going to love it. That's how you're going to keep getting results. And I'm going to talk about how to find your individual carb sweet spot in the episode after that one. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And again, get on that wait list for the 21-day Total Body Reset stressmonkey.com slash tbr21 or just clickety-click in the link below. But I'm so glad I got to talk with you today. I hope you have a wonderful day. And listen, from the bottom of my heart, I want you to know how amazing you are and how special you are. No one here is as rad as you are, right? Your uniqueness is your gift to the world. All right, I'll see you next week, Rubber. Have a fabulous day. Bye for now.